Okay, Chaver. Do a very short, fast shear. It's already very late, and Baruch Hashem, Shabbos Chanukah. Alright, this is the nigun. I want to sing the nigun that, that we're gonna that I sent out yesterday. It's so close. It's been such a big nigun in our lives for many years. This new nigun from Michal Shapiro that I sent out on the shul list yesterday that we that uh, my brother sang on. I want to sing it tonight in shul, but we need a you need a basi. What's that? No, no. Um, uh, but we need a mass, yeah, we need some, like, you know, sometimes you start a nigun, and you're not sure, it's like you think, you ever have, I mean, some of us could relate to this, you start a nigun, and you're under the assumption that, uh, yeah, everyone grew up on this, and you're like, no, the shul I grew up in, no one, no one has nigun, you're like, kind of like, really weird for a few minutes, and everyone then pretends to know it, and then messes up the note, so I want, I don't want it to be that, I want it to be that.
Ruvenu. Okay, really fast. Come, brother. Really, really fast. Because it's super late. Ruben wants to share something very fast. Keep it very short. Like the Rav said uh, um, before in Shul, after davening for Hanukkah, you have to be show a car for many things. And I'd just like to share with you a thought, a uh, personal thought, and hope you'll get something out of it. During these difficult times here in Eretz Israel, we pay tribute to our brave Tayyelim who have paid the ultimate sacrifice for their country, their people, and their belief. Today, for just a few minutes, I would like to pay tribute to a brave and committed soldier in the American Army over 55 years ago who gave his life in the Vietnam War as a Jewish chaplain in 1968. Rabbi Morty Singer was not just a chaplain, but a close friend. After coming to Eretz Israel in 1967 and volunteering during the Six-Day War, Rabbi Singer signed up as a Jewish chaplain in the American Army. I had the special course of meeting and working with him for several months at Fort Sill, Oklahoma, where he took over the job I had held for nine months as a Jewish chaplain for... For, the so, for over 200 Jewish soldiers and family members on the base. His warmth and compassion made him an instant personality to Jews and non-Jews alike. After a short time together, I was deployed to Vietnam, where I served as an acting Jewish chaplain for nine months in the Big Red One Infantry Division in Vietnam. After serving in that capacity for over eight months, I learned that I was being replaced by my good friend and mentor, Rabbi Singer, during my last several weeks in the Army. Our time together was both memorable and gratifying. As I said goodbye to him upon leaving the country, I had hoped to reunite with him after his tour of duty over the seas, overseas after the coming year. But Hashem had other plans. For on the second night of Hanukkah, Rabbi Singer's plane crashed on takeoff, and he and the entire crew were killed in the crash. Today, on the eve of his 55th yard site, I would like to leave you with the following thought. May the neshamas of Mordechai ben Avraham be a source of chizik and strength to all our chayalim today who are fighting for the safety and security of Eretz Israel and for Jews around the world. May his neshama have a continued aliyah and his memory be for good. Amen. 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 But the truth yeah. of the rub would like part of the learning be in this. Yeah. The, the full name in Hebrew? Mordechai Ben Avram. Mordechai Ben Avram. My writer. No, Ruben, I want you to tell you something. You go ahead. This is very we get we we we're getting we always get caught up with so many things and I have to do this I got to go forward I got to go Just I got to do this. Just so you can place the face with a name. Go I got to do. Can I say for some? See, this is a yid. This is a rav from Moser Nefesh. He was killed fifty-five years ago, while he was Moser Nefesh. Who who would have dreamt that fifty-five years later there'd be a group of yidin in Efrat that are getting ready for Shabbos Hanukkah thinking about him?
it's a it's a paladic thing that you just did. It's a it's actually larger than life, and I think it puts everything into context. Like who who would have who would have imagined in a million years that fifty five years after he was killed in a plane crash that we'd be sitting here thinking about him and connecting to his neshama while we're learning for Shabbos Hanukkah. So this is, I believe, the pshat of Kol Yisrael Arevim Zelazel. There's Arevus, there's, where we're, this is a, a camaraderie, a brothership. It's like, it's hard for, Zar lo yavinzos. If you're not in the parsha, you can't understand how these things work. But, but Yashrecha, and thank you so much for, for sharing all this with us. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, Chavad, mamish ten minutes, okay? Because there's, there's a lot going on. But let's stay really focused. I'll share with you from my heart where, where how Hanukkah started for us, <clears throat> learning-wise, but also Kavana-wise, and how I, how I see it unfolding as well. This year, I, I was telling the women chair yesterday, every year in Hanukkah, the, by the Neiros, I set myself up for failure and disappointment. It came out every year. Why? I show up with every safer I have on Hanukkah standing there in a pile right by the candles, and I forget that I have five children, ages two to 14, for a few seconds, and there's a world, and, you know. <laughs> and it's like, every year, I, and then, oh, I'm going to write three nigunim tonight by med- while I'm meditating on the candles. It's like, it never, it's, and because we learned what we learned yesterday with Rav Kluger in the morning, which I shared briefly between Mincha and Marav yesterday, I, it was mamish like a, like a little bit of a Pesach with Mitzrayim, because I, I didn't bring one sefer to the candles, I had my guitar out from Maus Tzur. I put it away afterwards. Didn't even try to light candles. And it was all about emuna pshuta of getting out of Yavan. Yavan is emuna metuchkemet. Yavan represents the Klipas Noga. Yavan represents all the, all of these, right? All these things, v'chulei. And I had, and my wife and I were talking about how last night, it was probably the most simchadika first night of candles we've ever had in our, in our, in our homes. Um, this is why the kivun that I want to go, that I want you to take to continue today, is no chachmas, no crazy vorts, and because it's what Hanukkah could be also. It's the, it's the yantib of Torah Shabbal Peh, so you could go to that place and try to t- connect things and twist, and it's all gewalt, it's all beautiful, but sometimes, like right now, I want to hold on to emunah pshuta by all means. Like, this is it. Emunah pshuta, simple faith which is what these days are offering for us throughout the teachings of Rabbi Nachman, specifically when you see his Torahs on Hanukkah. It's all about like the power of, of what it means to say thank you, which is all, really, a, like we just said right now, which is the closest we'll get to Lama Ba, living in a state of gratitude, that energy that you injected into our, infused into our base Midrash already for so, so many years. So this is a short piece. It's not the three pages, just the first piece they have in front of you from Rav Yaakov Meir Shechter, about since this is an Achana Shabbos Chabura, but Shabbos and Hanukkah, where 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 it meets, how it's really the yonek, it's suckling from the same point, and hopefully we'll take this we'll take this in with us into into Shabbos and into the rest of these beautiful imitation miraculous beyond nature days. Ikar sod Shabbos Kodesh. Ikar sod Shabbos Kodesh. What is the secret of Shabbos? So. What do we say Friday night in uh, in uh, I almost said Bama Mazlik in Kegavna? Rasa de Shabbos, Ihi Shabbos. But what's the secret? Oh, that, that's the secret. Okay, what's the secret of Shabbos? Ika Sod Shabbos Kodesh. Leakir. Shekola Peulot Hamishtanot 
נמשכות מאחד הפשוט מהשם יתברך. We learned this before. We learned this a few months ago. פעולות המשתנות. What's a, what are פעולות המשתנות? Everything. <laughs> More or less. Right? What's פעולות המשתנות? Things that evolve, things that change, things that move from one place to the next. כל הפעולות המשתנות are all drawn מאחד הפשוט. You see, if להבדיל אלף אלפי אבדלס, if I looked at this and I'd say, what's this? I'd say it's a cup. But then, after a few weeks, you'd come back in here and I'd show you how many, I, ter- I would take this apart, right? And I would make so many different things out of it. And it'd be so many different pieces and parts and particles of, I, I have no idea. Just use your imagination what you could do if you cut this into like 500 <laughs> pieces. Lehavdil, okay? Lehavdil, because obviously we're not cutting Hashem into anything. But it would be hard for me to de- detect and say, oh, that, that really is the cup. That came from the cup. The world, the more, the more it grows, the more beautiful it is. The more it develops, it could be very, very beautiful. But the more that all the developments of the world make it harder for a per- person to say, Echad, right? To come back to a place of, this is, it's, it's all from one. So when the language of Rabbi Nachman, this was just a very simple language, but really the... One of the ways of understanding it is saying, Everything you see, every, every development, any growth, anything, any movement comes really from, really, Why did Rabbi Nachman, why was he so fiercely against learning philosophy? Does anyone know why? Like, but mamash, like, like, he, warning after warning after warning after warning. Why? It's, it's, it's Toma? Huh? It confuses you. He says, Rabbi Nachman says, everyone can go in there, but not everyone comes out. That's, the, that's his language. Anyone can walk into that orchard, but you don't, not everyone comes out of the orchard. In our door, I mean, look at those that are representing the words, the worlds of philosophy and academia today. These oh, are right, chever, right, right, right. This is chever you want in your, in your, in your fabrengen? Depends on the context. It's a dance. Very good. So this is, this is drawing us to understand he called it right over here. The klipat yavan. Klipat yavan is still around. It's still mamish there. It's, it's mamish, mamish right there. Just got to add a letter to the beginning of Yavan and it's all good. What letter? Tzadik. And then you get Tzion. It's a whole Torah, right? It's a whole, it's a whole beautiful teaching. But again, no chokhmas, we're going to get a pshuta right now, right? Hefech. So this Einod Milvado is Hefech Yavan. Hefech Klipas Yavan. Hefech HaPilosofia. Hefech Chokhmas HaTeva Shemechasin HaKol BeTeva UBeMikriyut Rachman HaLitzlan. What does that mean, the philosophy of nature? How does the philosophy of nature present their findings and their understandings? Based on? Observation. Observation, uh, happenstance, um, develop. This is just a natural, natural progression, progression, right? That's exactly. the word. A natural progression of nature, and this is how it came to be right now. But really, those worlds of thought 
provide, they present before us Masacha Mavdil, a dividing, a dividing, a black skin. Not, not even a smoke screen, just like a, a complete Masacha Mavdil, a separating screen that darken our eyes. And the more that the dividing screen is removed from in front of my eyes and in my mind, so the more that I stay away from that world, which, I mean, I, I, it's, I'm a shtickle preaching to the choir, but you realize that Shirat David is still a bubble. It's a beautiful bubble. It's, a, it's getting bigger, but there's still a lot, a lot more in terms of the Torah of Emuna Pshuta that needs to be spread throughout all of the world. And let's just start with Efrat, right? Let's just start with here. Where it's, it really boils down to mamash. Maybe there's a lot I can get from the world of philosophy, but at the danger mamish, of ruining, ruining and blemishing my nekuda, my, 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 my most holiest nekuda and most purest nekuda in my life, which is what? Emun apshuta. Emun apshuta. Ukechol asher yistalek hamasach hamavdil ken yireh shekol hamaasim ba'im ha'ashemit barach bilvado bichvado v'atzmo. And the more that I remove that dividing screen, I see, oh, that's from you, that's from you, only you, only you, only you, only you, all day long I sing that song, only you. And there's nothing else. And Enod Milvado is not just this, like, you know, cool thing to say, it's actually like the pulse of my existence. And also, Tevin Vakash, straw and... Uh, is it straw? Well, whatever it is, you go to a barn, you go to a farm, right? You go to a barn and you see things flying all over the way, all over the place. Oh, no, that's because the wind, um, you know, does that. Yeah, but who, who, who causes the wind to do that? Uh, that's an evolution of, no. I mean, you could keep on going back and going back, but this is, I know that this is not exactly the way that there's a sheet on the Rambam that doesn't exactly hold like this. But Rabbi Nachman was very madgish this, that saying every single thing, Every single thing, the fact that Goel's wearing a red shirt today, this is from Mamash, the fact that Dove started earlier in the Gemara than he thought he would, was also Me'et Hashem Atazot. The fact that it's 10.10 and not 9.35, when we know, like, meaning everything, everything, the Kabeletze. Remember Priya Aretz, one of Eli Stone's favorite svarim, that's Reb Menachem Mendel of Vitebsk, the first Nefesh Benefesh Chasidah Shelebe, the first Rebbe that made Aliyah, one of the Talmidim of the Magid of Mizrich. Reb Mendel Vitebsker was a good friend and teacher of the Balatanya. He made Aliyah up north with his dear friend and student, Rebbe Avram Kalisker. They were the first ones to settle here, the first Hityashvut Yehudit Chasidit in Eretz Yisrael. Back in, uh, the, you know, the, it was like the late... Um, was it the late 1700s or early 1800s? I don't remember what year. Late 1700s, like right around then. He writes in the Sefer, Pri Ha'aretz ala Pasuk, Ma'mokom asher yipol sham ha'etz, sham hu. Okay, what are you telling me, Kohelet? In a place where a tree falls, that's where it is. Right? <coughs> okay, what, are you, what are you really trying to say by that? I mean... It that's where it's supposed to be. That's This is exactly the opposite of Yavan. 
This is exactly the opposite of Yavan. We're trying to take Yavan, Greek philosophy, and just make it very, very simple. What is Greek philosophy, philosophy saying? It's saying, listen, if you, if you to show, uh, um, to show uh, intele- intellectual maturity, you have to realize things are complicated. I don't need intellectual maturity to know that things are complicated. Certain things aren't complicated. And what's that? That's not complicated. That's not complicated. No, but you want to understand it on a deeper level, so come. We'll show you. Come, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll make a way. So remember the Hellenist, Hellenism, this whole, this whole Ruach, it didn't come to you and say, you're, um, it didn't come to you and say, that's all Sheker. It basically showed you, like the Torah is all Sheker. What it, what it did much more was saying, that may have been relevant once upon a time, but the real world, the world that God chose to put you in now, demands of you to go to a place that got to graduate. You got to go to, um, I don't know, Penn or MIT or Columbia or Harvard, right? The pimpulin that left to be, led to pimpulin? Is that like pimpulin that led to pimpulin? You're getting too complicated for me, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gotta, I got to continue. So the headquarters during the week, every every week, to get out of that whole confusion, the headquarters of Echad Pashut again is what? Shabbat. It's Shabbos Kodesh. Like every week we go there. But when it comes out that that week is Shabbos Chanukah, it just means it's the headquarters for grabbing on to Emunah Pshuta. Because you're both going into the world Yom Shikulo Shabbat, and you're also basically, you know, face to face with Yavan, and saying, "I'm knocking you off. I'm a Hashmanai. Like it doesn't matter what you'll ever tell me, ever. This is Einod Milvado Bezel Vetulo. But how do you explain suffering in the world? Yeah, yeah. It's not. A, I don't explain it actually. Einod <laughs> Milvado. But well, you call yourself a sophisticated person, like. I know, the highest level of sophistication is coming back to the Echad HaPashut. It's coming always back. Always coming back. The same. It's true, because you know what a person needs in order to always come back to that simple notion of everything is one? Humility, which is the opposite of Yavan as well. Humility always brings us to a place of realizing whatever Chochmas I get to and understanding how things work. If I walk with Hashem, it's with Tzniyaz. Tzniyaz doesn't mean I'm covering. It means I'm anitzanua. Come, anitzanua. I, I think I, I share with you one time. I spent. I never forget this. I spent Yom Kippur. I was davening. I was chazan in a certain shul in somewhere. I'm not even saying where. And I was chazan for Musaf. So shacharis, and I was sitting next to a professor, in one of the. I'm being very careful. A professor in one of the top universities. A professor of Machshevet Israel. A guy that's written books. And has prizes about his Cheker Barambam in Moran Nebuchim. He didn't, and he's Kilu Orthodox, religious. And he didn't open up the Machzor once. He was reading a book the whole Rosh morning on something, even it may have even been about different approaches to the Avodah of the Kohen Gadol Yom Kippur. It wasn't a, you know, like a, nothing a novel. I think it may have even been that. And I was looking at him the whole time, and I was like, saw me, I saw like that bubble, like in a cartoon. I was like, I already, I already know the purpose of why we're praying. Like, I'm there already. I'm there already. The mind, but the mind, you know, the mind, the knowledge can always grow more. And it, it struck, I, Mamish, it struck me so deep. I remember exactly what I was wearing, what he was wearing, 
what everything looked like in the room. It was like one of these moments of like, I, this is mamash, what I want to stay so far away from for the rest of my life. This is a long time ago. The mamash, like, to, 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 just to, to run away from that. Okay, so, Kasher Adam Margish Hagashazo Beshabbat, Azai Huzochel Shabbat Meromam Lenaicha Atsum, Kokach Tovlo. Life is so good when you let go of trying to crack the codes and you accept, Einod Milvado and Hashem is running the show. Kokach Tovlo, Rev Yakom says. Kilechol Mare Enav, Huroe Olam Chai, Betzadik Beemunato Yichye, Kol Mine Pachat Vedaga Salimimeno. All my worries and concerns are removed from me when I realize that I know, I trust I'm going to do the Ishtadlus to make this world a better place. But I also trust that everything is in its exact place. That doesn't exempt me from being a gibor. It doesn't exempt me from doing anything. It exempts me from one thing, the need to think that I control it and that I could crack the codes and that I could figure it out. Like we all are right now. means times of crisis. And we're completely I got totally uh, I got messed up with a bunch of inyanim. You cry to Hashem. The philosopher doesn't. What does the philosopher do? I got to figure this out. I, I got to analyze it, and eventually I'll get there, right? Because I know that it's only Hashem, because I know it's only Hashem that can take me out of any mess that I'm in. And that's why one of the big tefillahs that Hasidim say by the Neiros is Ana Bekoach. Ana Bekoach. Why? There's two words in Ana Bekoach that really uh, explain to us what the real tefillah of Anna Bekoach is, that there's a moment where the Emunah Pshuta, that Hashem runs the show, is, is lending its hand to me to k- take me out of any place I may have like forgotten about the Echad Pashut. So what are the two words in Anna Bekoach that you think that could be the best? There's a lot of choices there because it's like one of the most powerful tefillahs, right? Tatir Tzerura. Tatir Tzerura. Unchain me. So look at this next piece. One of my favorite tzaddikim in Breslov. It's someone that I, for some reason, from the first time I, I heard about him, and I saw a picture of him, he puts in me pachad v'yira. I have, I have a few books about him. His name is Reb Shmuel Shapira. Uh, if any of you have been to any of Tzvi uh, uh, Kramer's brises, it's as his son, Reb Shimon Shapira, is the one that I saw was the sandik or... But basically, Reb Shmuel Shapira was one of the greatest tzaddikim in Breslov. He was, I think he was nifter in 1990, 89 or 90. He was literally not from this world. He was not, he had nothing to do with this world, this guy. Zechorani Shere, I'm going to send you a picture of him just to understand this panim. This is unbelievable. Zechorani Shere, so Reb Yaakov Meir grew up with him. Zechorani Shere, Shmuel Shapira, Zechorani Levracha, Haya Omed Vetzoek Shaot Al Gabei Shaot, I remember him screaming for hours, repeating the Anna Bekoach by the Hanukkah candles. He didn't go right away to Ma'oz, to Yesh, no. 
There's a world other than just that nigun, right? There's a whole world of it. Tatir tserura. Tatir tserura. Tatir tserura. Like Dov mentioned this morning, there's an Indian of understanding words that we're saying. What does tatir tserura mean? Tatir. Unchain. Release. Tserura. Tzlor. What's a tzlor? Like something that's bound up. Tatir tserura. Kabel rinat amcha. כאמור בזה הוכיח באופן ברור שתלה את כל ישועתו רק בהשם יתברך לבדו. What was he displaying when he was screaming תתיר צלולה? Even with my ishtadlus that I'll hopefully do, it's only because you give me the koach to do ishtadlus, but give me the koach to do ishtadlus. It's not miracles. Also, you could ask for miracles for everything. But by the real tzaddikim, there's no difference. between a nes nista and a nes galu. You realize that. By the real tzaddikim, there's no difference between revealed miracles and, and concealed miracles. It's all, it's all just Hashem. There's no difference. It'd be a good thing, Chav. I mean, today it'll be more difficult just because of the zman that we have to light candles. But let's say, because it's right before Shabbos, but let's say from tomorrow night, like to, to stop in the tatir tzeruras, say the anah b'koach, and put all your koach and realize that when I'm saying tatir tzeruras, I'm mamish looking in the face of Yavan and laughing at Yavan. Because I'm looking at Yavan and I'm saying, I know where my source of strength and help comes from. Only from here. Only from the Echad HaPashut. Zel. Nothing else. That's why we have to change the slogan, Be'yachad Nenatzeach. We have to add two words. Be'yachad Im Hashem Nenatzeach. There's opportunities for us to do this all over the place right now. Be'yachad Nenatzeach. That's like... It's a great slogan for any, any nationality in the world that wants to group themselves together. That's not our Indian. Imagine the Kabim, we're looking at each other, okay, b'yachad n'natzeach. Tatir tzrura. Only with you. V'atzaka ha-ru'uya ha-shayechet l'chol adam hi achen tatir tzrura. The proper, the fitting scream that any of us, that's shayach in our hearts by any of us, is to scream, tatir tzrura she-yishtachrern mishalshalot ha-barzel ha-makifim ato mikol tzad. to be released from this chain, the iron chains that are surrounding me from every, every side. <laughs> a person is chained with different bad midas that the other side has chained me with, whether I realized it or whether I didn't realize it. The midas raus, the tablas raus that I have, that I haven't... that I haven't cleaned up yet, it puts a lot of weight on me, and it also puts a lot of shackles around me, all the time. Until I've accepted this as my reality. That's just what it is here. Right? All the shackles we find ourselves shackled up with, at a certain point in life, we just say, listen, this is just what it is. This is what it is. That's Yavan. Because then when you say, I can call it to Hashem, Yavan says to you, Okay, that, that's cute. Or you could come, or you could come and try, try to figure out how to realize that maybe it's not such bad midot and ta'avot ra'ot and humanity, <coughs> the involvement of humanity, this is just things that are okay. Like I once saw a therapist that, I was talking to a therapist that gave a total hechsheh for people to use the F word as much as they wanted. I said to him, what, where'd you bring the setter from? It's a from guy. He's like, no, no, because latest developments are showing that when people refrain from, you know, give a whole Torah. Oh, keep, keep going, this is interesting. 
<laughs> he gave, he gave a whole time. Yossi's proudly displaying what, what many of us, a little bit <laughs> He's saying he was this because because he's saying based on a recent research development that now the world of Yavan, even though he didn't say that, has shown is that when there's a refraining from expressing things that you really want to express, then it causes further or whatever, right? So I'm really like Kilo, I'll take that one for the team. Based on what? Who wrote this? Oh, the professors at. Let's say, I don't know, am I, like we could keep on going back to the context professors, right? Mazer. Mazer. It's very reminiscent of the Asharat of Rechim that we learned. Yeah. We learned the point where we're greater than the Yetzir Hara. And Yavan says, right, and we're greater. And Yavan says to you, you're really not. <laughs> You're really not, but that's okay. Like, let's figure out, let's go to lunch. Let's, let's discuss it's, this. It's, yeah. it's the way that it was taught to us. <laughs> right? <laughs> 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 He's saying, it's in all of us, this inyan, that we're that, like Yosef was saying, that we're really greater than, but we've accepted, this is just our zach in light. Anyone ever feel this? The chains that I'm shackled by? I don't have it. I'm never going to get out. This is just my lot. Lo <laughs> That way, they've set me up. My enemies set me up, mamish, to get to get messed up. Unshackle me, unshackle me. Let me go back to emuna pshuta. Emuna pshuta means this moment never existed before, and this moment you're alive, and I'm alive right now, that means that anything is possible, no matter what was a second before. Tatir tzerura. Ad shenishtachrer mitziparnei hasamechmem. Until you're... What, the imagery is unbelievable. Until you're released from the fingernails, like, you know, this little... Right? The claws of, the, of, of what Reb Shlomo would call brother other side, right? Brother, brother, mamish, that place. Uh, listen, Hanukkah again. Tati Yitzrura, Emuna Pshuta, Emuna Pshuta. You still want to show up with all your svarim to the Adlokas Neiros? That's the stage you're at in life. I hope to get there. Like Acharei Armon, Amon Shanim. You know, and then the grandkids, Be'ezer Hashem, will come over, and that'll be the man va'et. Right now, Am Yisrael has to go back to Biyachad Im Hashem, Tati Yitzrura, Biyachad Im Hashem, Nenatzeach. The headquarters of all this this year, really, Shabbos Hanukkah, should bring down Emunah Pshuta for all of us to get out of whatever we need to get out of. Amen. Amen.